Welcome to another episode of the Getting Things Done podcast from the GTD Nordic. I'm Martin Rövik and I'm here with my friend and colleague Lars Roskil Henriksen. Hello, Lars. Hi, Martin. Happy to be back once again uh, for another episode of our podcast. And if you are new to this podcast, our goal is to really help you become a better GTD or understand uh, more deeply the methodology and then, of course, experience the benefits of GTD to better stay present with whatever you're doing, uh, achieve stress-free productivity. And we really hope that you find these episodes valuable regardless of your experience with GTD. And if you want a refresher or uh, if you're listening for the first time you haven't heard about gtd before and then you can go back and listen to the first episodes episodes one through six cover the basics of gtd yeah that's highly recommended and today's topic for this podcast episode is how can you measure how productive you are and how can you measure how good a gtd you are is that correct yeah, and it's a really interesting topic, you know, as, as you progress with GTD, uh, as GTDers know, there's always another level, there are always areas of GTD where you fall off a bit, or you maybe uh, adapt it to fit your uh, ways of working the, the methodology, and, and then maybe at some point you divert maybe too much and start to maybe over-organize. Uh, so it's always good to reflect on your practice, where can you become a better GTDer, and um, that's part of what we'll talk about today. Indeed, indeed. Um, we are going to talk about two different ways you can measure or try and measure your productivity and your GTD-esque uh, productivity approach. Uh, one is what we call the GTD-Q or the GTD-Test. And um, for trying to understand how this works is that with this first test we talk about, we are trying to measure your emotions towards how productive do you feel you are? That is, how much control do you have in your everyday life of all the things that life hurdles towards you? And how much perspective do you have on where you are going? And uh, Lars, when you took that test the first time, I, I remember my result was not very good, but uh, how was yours? Do you remember? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure I exactly remember where I landed, but I'm pretty sure it also wasn't in the the the, the ideal scenario where I would want to be, at least. That's <laughs> that's for sure. Um, but what you're referring to is the GTDQ test, and it's really uh, an interesting perspective, uh, a nice, easy way to get a quick overview of where you might find uh, areas of, uh, of improvement opportunities, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can end up in, in four quadrants where you can imagine the axes are what, what you just mentioned, Morton, having things under control and the, the, the y-axis being the perspective axis. And then you can, can fit in one of the four quadrants depending on what your answers are in each of the uh, 18 questions that are part of the GTDQ test. Exactly. And and you will then be put into a matrix that is uh, four by four. We will have a, your your level of control and perspective put in one of in the matrix. And um, just to be clear about this, this is nothing. It doesn't measure your actual productivity. It's measuring how you feel about how productive you are or more pres- uh, more precisely, how much control you perceive you have mm. and how much perspective you have. And just to fill this in a little, um, if you talk about 
the pers sorry the control aspect in GTD we, we we have some really you know is some tools for giving you control and those are the five steps can you uh, just take us through just briefly these five steps that will give you control mm -hmm. Yeah, certainly. So so those are the five steps that I actually referred to in the beginning uh, that we walked through in the initial episodes. But the quick overview is, is first of all, to capture all the stuff that has your attention, identify what shows up in your world and which channels you want to um, maintain under control, what you need to, to maintain under control. Uh, so identify those inboxes. Step two is clarifying, meaning making a decision about each item that shows up in your world and then organizing being once you've made that decision as part of step two, then you can set up your system to support you in, in getting that overview, getting things uh, under control. The fourth step is then to reflect, take a step back uh, and getting that, that overview, uh, giving yourself time to making sure you have the, the right system to work from. And the last step is engaging. So that is deciding what you need to work on at, at any given given time. So if you follow these uh, steps that will give you an overview of everything you, do, you have a decide outcome on making something different in the world, you want to um, change something that's not what you would like it to be, anything from buy cat food to, uh, as David Allen would say, to uh, put a man on the moon, uh, mm. man on the moon uh, successfully landed. Um, and, and all the next actions, uh, driving those decide outcomes to fulfillment at some point in time that are either placed on a calendar or, or on, on a list. So that will give you control. But if you only have control and no perspective, you do, that means that you will do a lot, preferably uh, very, very much, maybe so much that you have to work overtime um, because you don't know what is the most correct thing to do at any time um, because you haven't looked at your perspective and if we go to the top Lars can you take us from top and, um, and down from and in the horizons of focus which is the perspective model Exactly. So the perspective is, is really about the horizons of focus and the highest horizon being purpose and principle. So what are the most important things for you? What is what is guiding you? What are the, yeah, what is your purpose? What is the purpose of the business? That is the, the highest horizon, horizon five. Then horizon four is the vision giving you. So if you were living that purpose, what would the world look like? Oh, that is what, what goes into um, horizon number four. And if we then break that down, well, then what if we look at your goals one to two years into the future, that horizon three, what, what do we find there both again at a personal level and at a professional level? Below that is horizon number two. That's the areas of focus and accountability. So what are you responsible for maintaining at certain standards? What do you have your attention on? What are you focused on maintaining at, at specific uh, levels in, in your life? Below that, horizon one, the projects, uh, probably the area that, that many of you are already very familiar with. What are the uh, desired outcomes that you're working on at any given time, usually within a time frame of up to 12 months, so requiring multiple steps. And the last one, ground level, is the next actions, and they go on your next actions list or in the calendar. Uh, all that you know, immediate stuff, that is the lowest of the horizons of focus. Exactly, and uh, and together they, they give you a matrix where you will be placing yourself if you take this um, GTD test or the GTD queue. Um, and it will then 
give you an idea of where where do you feel you are do you have enough control for everything that's hurdled towards you and, and do you really know where you are going do you have an idea of where your life you want your life to be going your career everything and this is this is uh, interesting in many parts because many of the clients we work with as coaches we I don't know if you noticed, Lars, I'm sure you have, that many of them have um, a high degree of perspective, but not so much control. Mm -hmm. They have exactly. an idea where they are going, but they don't know exactly how to get there. And, and then sometimes you meet people who are more in the victim, uh, low control, low perspective quadrant, where you have little or no idea where you're going and you have little or no control. And then that's, that is the the recipe for um, how to make sure you you can't breathe uh, mm. you feel bad about your work and you have no idea if what you're doing is the right the right thing so to have both control and perspective uh, is good but um, do you see the same lars in when you use when you coach clients yeah yeah that's certainly the the same same uh, picture that i see here in denmark uh, mostly visionary people that have I'm sorry about that. Siri decided to join in <laughs> on our conversation, even though she was on Do Not Disturb. Uh, apparently, she wasn't uh, paying attention to that. Sorry about that. Um, so the um, um, no, we certainly see that uh, as as many are are visionary. Uh, so they are really focused on the long term goals, where they're heading, but things that you know the the place that they're currently at is is kind of burning and they may or may not be paying attention to that they may be sort of used to things just burning around them but they are so laser focused on the future that that they feel they're okay so getting things under control is really a, a great place to start for for them um, and when we start coaching uh, as you know Martin, the first thing we do is, is to draw this diagram up and and explain these control and perspective axes to people and and plot people in there to see where they where they fit in um, and what I found really valuable when, when I first tried this out. I don't remember where I landed, but I do remember the PDF that I got sent to me with some recommendations for how to how to improve. Where, where are you currently now? What can you do to get to a better place? Hmm. And that was uh, really valuable. And um, we will uh, include in the show notes uh, links to this uh, this test so you can try it. It's available in at least in Danish and Norwegian and, of course, in, in English as well on gtdnorgettingthingsdone.com. So I'll be sure to um, include that in the uh, show notes. Good, good. And I would uh, highly recommend you, our listeners, to try that out and see where you are. Where you are, it will give you an idea, and and um, if you ever come come and ask for coaching, it will give us an idea where you are mm -hmm. at and how we can help you. And but we have another um, for those of you another test for those of you who are uh, considering yourself GTDers who has been doing GTD for a while or has read the book and tried to implement things. And if you ever wonder if you have any you know holes in your practice. We have another um, assessment you can take. That's called the practitioner competency assessment. Can you say something about that, Lars? Yeah, that's a really, really cool uh, PDF that we will make uh, available as well to the listeners of the, the GTD Nordic podcast. Um, <clears throat> it's a list, uh, three or four pages with questions, uh, specific uh, aspects of GTD that uh, that you can um, sort of evaluate your own competency towards. 
And it's a really good picture of, you know, if you were trying to figure out where am I heading. So this is more detailed than the GTDQ test that you may have already uh, tried before. This really gives you a good picture of uh, where you can can improve your your GTD practice. So I'm I'm really a big big fan of this and uh, excited to make this available to the to the listeners. Yeah, me too, me too. And this this is what we do use when we coach people one on one. It's a way to to uncover where you have your you know the holes in your understanding of the methodology and it's uh, for that it's highly valuable and it will uncover uh, where you have strengths and where you have more um, you know a more um, growth area if you may and I'm and I, I look at that on a regular basis myself to see if I have any, do I need to refine something or am, am I still on track for this? And um, so that that is um, some of the questions. Why don't we just run people through some of the questions we, we have there? Um, yeah, sure. So so maybe first worth mentioning that, that you evaluate yourself from, from zero to five uh, on each of the questions, meaning zero, I've not started to use this aspect of GTD yet, all, to, all the way up to uh, I demonstrate excellent competency, as yeah. it is uh, written in the, uh, in the PDF. Um, and, and just to take the first one on the list, I have completed a full mind sweep and I quickly and easily do them as needed. So managing that first initial step of capturing all the stuff that has your attention. How well are you doing on that one? Mm-hmm. Um, and I certainly remember this, uh, taking this this part of the test as well, uh, becoming a trainer and, and starting to work professionally with GCD. Uh, seeing those scores, I really should go back actually now that I think about it and see how how I scored myself previously and uh, and and where I still think I can can improve today because um, much of this is is natural ways of working and and there's always there are are places where where I can improve. Indeed, indeed, and. Um one of the things that I see that um, where people fail in, in, in GTD is that I clarify next actions on all my work and commitments. This is also under the foundation um, section in page one of this PDF. This is where people uh, are supposed to clarify and organize things, asking themselves the, the questions and go back to episode number three to, and four to listen to clarify and organize. Because people are not, they're, they're, they're taking unclear things and instead of deciding what it means to them and what, what and if they need to do anything about it and then park the unclear things on their lists or in calendars for, to do them and they are, and then wondering why doesn't GTD work for me because I, when I look at my list I'm confused. Uh, this is one big thing. This, uh, at least, I see in my um, both my my um, my seminars and also in my coachings, uh, people fail for this. Do you see the same, mm. Lars? Yeah, certainly, certainly. This is really a, a classical challenge: making sure that you transform and translate all the stuff that shows up and get that into your system. That's that's certainly a, a challenge for many people. Mm. One that I looking through the list, one that uh, that that uh, sh- uh, you know reminds me of how I've tweaked my system over the years is is the one I have set up and used customized categories for my next actions list as applicable. So adapting the system to to your needs. Uh, this is uh, this is a critical aspect of becoming a good GCD and having the right list to support you in making that next action decisions uh, decision. And and um, for me, uh, you know this. Well, I think maybe a 
couple of weeks ago was the last time that I again tweaked a bit and actually maybe even more frequently than that because we're recording this um, as the coronavirus is really making an impact on the world. Um, so so adding a list, I think you may have even mentioned it last time more than having an after corona list, uh, yeah. you know, things, things like that set up. So really adapting the system to suit your needs uh, at any given time. This is a great one for me to reflect on whether whether I can improve my system. Indeed, indeed. Um, the, um, I regularly recalibrate my project in inventory, and also I also review my areas of focus and my uh, areas of accountability. Now that we are suddenly a lot of us work from home, some have children, some have not, and uh, then you have to really uh, look at: Am I doing the right things now? Do I focus on the right things to get most of what I want out of life? And might work. And um, if you don't do that on a regular basis, you don't look at this. You you will be forced by nature after some time to to do it because if you don't, you will be things will start moving to your uh, your mind again. Uh, you don't feel comfortable. You don't feel um, comfortable about your choices. Um, but. Yeah, this is this is um, I, I like this. It's, it will uncover. It's very detailed. It's as you said, four pages. Where the the last page is kind of interesting, where you can t look at what David Allen Company and David Allen Academy calls the in uh, the five eyes. Um, learning GTD goes through five steps, five uh, paths of um, GTD mastery. And the first I is information. I have enough information to engage. I, I've, I've received information and then you go to the second is instruction. I understand how to do it if I wanted to. So at this stage, you have enough information and if you wanted to act on it, you could. Then you come to the third I, which is installation. I have a working structure with real content in it, which means that you start building your system and you start using it. And then you come for implementation. I'm utilizing key components consistently. That's you look at your system, you put things in there, you, you take them off as finished. You are you're on the path of uh, of GTD where you are actually using your system, and then integration, which is the fifth I. I am focused on the results my trusted system is allowing me to produce, which is the, the, what we all want to be, where you have high degree of perspective, where you're going in high degree of control, so that you can maneuver life uh, in um, a stress-free, even in this corona times, stress-free um, um, environment. I just want to pause for one second here. So I, I'm not saying that corona is going to be any easier for you, but you will have to focus less on the mundane things if you start worrying about corona if you start uh, maybe some in your some person you, that is close to you or you yourself get sick and it's a lot of worry that we don't need to have in our lives um, one of the worries is cat food and sign that contract and don't forget to call bob all of these mundane things can be parked in your system and then your brain can be, if you need to really work on something, uh, you can really work on something important without every, all the details and all the mundane small I must not forget uh, b without them moving into your brain and take up, take up your, your mental bandwidth. So. Mm. 
So can you take us through the, now we've seen the five eyes and then we have three, what you call levels, if you may, that you can travel through the five eyes with. Can you? Find... Yeah, exactly. So so in, in, the, in that uh, page four of the PDF, you'll find three sort of uh, categories or overall groupings of your um, uh, experience, how well you're you're doing uh, GTD, and the first one is the foundation. There are a couple of lines about each of those, and and we use this in the level two seminars, so people that attend that can can get a better understanding of where they are in their own uh, implementation of GTD. So the foundation meaning that you have the basic basics of day to day under control, you're processing outcomes, and next actions, you have a a good solid system that you're working on, and you know. Depending on your experience with each of these, uh, you would uh, identify as, as one of the five eyes. So this would give you an idea of where you uh, could improve with, with your, your system. The next one is the totally integrated system. And that's where we zoom out a bit. So you have the week-to-week the -week control. Instead, you regularly recalibrate your project inventory, the one you just mentioned before, Morton, from the, the pages above as well. So that's, that's more of a zoomed out. And then the last one is the dynamic orientation to your ability to navigate change exactly in, in times like these that you have the ability to execute on on any outcome um, and this one was for me one of the best parts of the uh, the level two seminars uh, really getting that clear picture of hmm, yeah, there there actually when I when I look at it from this perspective so maybe I had used the the other pages before scored myself found some areas where I could improve this gave me a sort of bigger bigger picture view on where I could um, could improve and um, one of the things that i found interesting was that you might be scoring you know most people would, would probably be scoring high in the foundation part if you are in a level two seminar because you have the basics under control or at least to a, a certain extent uh, and then the other parts is where you could um, improve but you know, from the experience from the level two seminars, is really that you can you can actually have it the other way around. That you have the the foundation less under control, and you feel more able to mm -hmm. to navigate. Uh, and you can also have sort of a a Pac-Man version where you're high on the foundation stuff. Your uh, dynamic orientation is good, but you don't really feel that you have this integrated system where you can really zoom out and you have control week to week so it's a it's a very interesting perspective and really hope the listeners will go in there and evaluate themselves on on where they think they fit in yeah yeah and and i um i think we we might open up for people to if you want to uh you fill this in and you can send it to us if you want uh, if you want to have some advice if uh, on your uh, what you can do to get better as at gtd and um, I hope we don't open up for a flood wave of people <laughs> sending us email. But but uh, if you do, uh, we we will try and answer your questions on email. Maybe even if you on an anonymous basis discuss your results with uh, with our listeners in a future episode. But at least for giving you some help now to try and figure out where you are. So if you take the GTD test, uh, the GTDQ, the, um, the um, first uh, evaluation we talked about, and or you take this as well, um, then uh, send it to us. We will, free of charge, give you an, uh, our best two cents worth of um, on what, we, what you can do to improve. Um, in this corona times, we must be take care of each other. So feel feel free to send us something here for 
if we can help you, that would be great. If and um, if we can give you something, you can move you on your ladder of becoming a GGG or uh, ninja. Um, please feel free. Um, we haven't discussed this. I see uh, Lars is smiling now. So yeah. <laughs> <This> <laughs> no, I'm happy. I, I fully agree. No, no, no. You know, in these times, so certainly we want to support as many people as we possibly can. And if we can mm. help anyone based on this, you know, mm. go in there, try the GTDQ test, get that PDF, so you get some tips on where to go. But certainly also use this. And yeah, happy to to have a look at uh, any results where where people might have questions. Certainly. Yeah. And what's our email address for that? Podcast at gtdnordic.dk. And I think uh, we have it in the show notes at least. Yeah. So you'll find it there where you can, yeah. can reach us. Yeah. So, so if you send it there, both Lars and I will see it. And uh, whoever grabs it first will be the one who answers your question. Um, uh, send them in if you have questions on how you can improve your practice and system uh, for GTD. And that... Pretty much ends this episode, doesn't it, Lars? It does, yeah. I, I hope this was valuable. Uh, you know, like we said in the beginning, uh, understanding where you are in your GTD practice, where you can improve, is really, really valuable. Uh, knowing where where you are and and what you might have parked for now, because you're improving other areas, then knowing where you'll be heading in the future is is really good. So hopefully this will be uh, be beneficial. Um, and to find more information, as usual, GTD Nordic. Dot com. You'll find links to all the country websites in the Nordics where we have the different Facebook groups, newsletters, articles, meetups, uh, find us on LinkedIn, all that stuff. And outside the Nordic, go to gettingthingsdone.com and find the franchisees uh, through the uh, the website there. And um, as usual, we really hope you find these episodes valuable. And if you do, if you could rate us on iTunes, share it with a colleague, uh, that really helps us out. So thanks for that. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening and um, stay safe and stay productive until next time we drop an episode in your favorite podcast uh, listening device. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.